Good afternoon, everyone. Um, here we are. Uh, we are back for another episode. Um, we some admin first. We are now Brew the Pod on Instagram. We've changed our username, um, and we have a new jingle coming in hot. It, it will not be ready for today, but listen out for it. Uh, we are joined by Joel Mooney. How are you doing, Joel? I'm doing very good. Doing very good. Uh, Zach, you are. You're tampering with the mic. I'm good. Let me just sort this mic out. Okay. 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 Um, video's going a bit haywire there as well. Really? Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. We're a bit all over the gaff here. Give us a second. Mate, this mic's fucked. Hang on, hang on. All in good time. This is an unsolved mystery of itself. Uh, we are here to basically uh, unpack various... Um, I'll just hold it, it's fine. Okay, we good? Yeah, yeah, we're fine. Okay, we're solved. Okay, sweet. Now, we are here to discuss unsolved mysteries. There's no one better than the three of us. Uh, we have insightful detective minds. We're going to begin with uh, Lord Lucan. Now, Lord Lucan is... So you were unfamiliar with this sack? I hadn't uh, heard of it until you said, yeah, exactly. Joel, are you I familiar with Lord Lucan? I had a quick Google yesterday when I heard about it, but still, I didn't really go into too much detail. Okay, so Lord Lucan is uh, a case which all everyone's parents will know of. Um, I had a conversation today with Bill Coles, um, one of my friend's dads. He is the author of Lord Luke and My Story, which, uh, so he's as good a person as any to uh, discuss the matter. And he was able to recount the case very well to me. So I'm gonna pitch the mystery, and Joel, you're gonna solve it. Um, uh, okay, so Lord Lucan is John Bingham. He is the seventh Earl of Lucan. On the 7th of November, 1974, he decides, uh, you know, somewhat interestingly, that he's going to kill his wife, Veronica. Um, so, he situates himself in the basement of their house in Belgravia. He holds a lead pipe with white tape around the base of it so he can keep his grip, waiting for his wife to appear. However, there's one crucial aspect to this. Sandra Rivet, the family maid and nanny, has changed her night off. She comes downstairs to the basement. Lucan has taken out the light bulb in the basement so as to have an element of surprise and, you know, uh, attack his wife. Um, but Rivet, who is of a similar stature uh, to his wife, comes down and Lucan, thinking that uh, Rivet is Veronica, kills... Uh, kills Rivet with uh, several blows of the lead pipe. It's all very uh, Cluedo-esque. Um, she dies. Lucan moves to stuff her into a US mailbag with the intention of effectively throwing her into the channel. Um, and just before she dies, Rivet calls to Veronica asking for help. Veronica comes down, not into the basement, but down into the main level of the house, um, hearing the commotion. Lucan uh, comes up at this point hearing his wife, and he then attempts to kill her with the lead pipe. There's then, there then a bizarre episode where him and uh, his wife, Veronica, discuss what has just happened on the stairs, quite civilly. He, uh, he recounts to her that he has just witnessed someone killing uh, Rivet. Obviously, this is uh, interesting, just because obviously he has uh, just attempted to kill Veronica himself with the lead pipe. So, Veronica, seeing this, is like, well, 
you know, she she smells something fishy. So she runs to the plumber's arms, um, crying, there's been a murder. Okay? <laughs> um, so Lucan at this stage realized he's got minutes, minutes left to save himself. Um, so he has a chat with his daughter, basically saying goodbye, and up sticks, he goes, and boom, never to be seen again. This is, uh, quote, according to Bill Coles, the greatest and most enduring murder mystery of the 20th century. Uh, so, let's unpack this. How do we know that Lucan definitely did this? Well, there is a smoking gun. He leaves the lead pipe on the staircase where uh, he has attempted to kill Veronica. His car is found in New Haven with a replacement lead pipe, a second one, uh, which has also got white tape around it. And his car is very bloody and all sorts of stuff. Now, how would he have escaped? Um, how would he have managed to get away? Is he still alive? He had the means to escape. There are two characters here who are crucial. John Aspinall, who is an English zoo and casino owner. He is the owner of the Claremont Club in Mayfair, which Lucan regularly frequented. Coupled with James Goldsmith, a former member of the European Parliament and a close friend of Aspinall. In 1976, Private Eye accused Goldsmith of being part of a conspiracy to obstruct the Court of Justice in relation to the Lucan scandal. In February 2012, Glenn Campbell of BBC News reported that Aspinall's ex-secretary, pseudonym Jill Findlay, disclosed that she was invited into meetings where Aspinall and Goldsmith discussed Lucan. Also noting that on two occasions between 78 and 81, Aspinall instructed her to book trips to Kenya and Gabon. What, do you Lu think these guys smuggled him out of the country? Smuggled him out. For Lucan's children, the arrangement being that Lucan could... They would essentially go on a safari, and Lucan could watch them from the bushes, seeing his children but not being <laughs> able to meet them. Um, so, well, so, why is he still alive? His watch was found in South Africa. <laughs> um, suicide is unlikely. So suicide is what the family claims. Sorry, sorry, where did they find his car again as well? Was that in New Haven. Okay. So This is on the coast. Yeah, so yeah. I guess the theory is... Some of his like aristocratic rich mates sort of smuggled him out, got, on, got him out on a boat somehow. Yes, is exactly. That what was saying? And the Jesus. well, the other and another theory is that um, so his family, for the sake of closure, cite that he killed himself. He took his boat out, and his boat went missing. His body went missing, and he's gone. But as I was, as I was having a conversation with Bill today, Bill pretty logically said to me, well, if he was going to kill himself, why would he go to all the trouble of hiding it? You know, if you're going to suicide yourself, just do it. It might, you know? be, it might be one of those, you know, it, it might be kind of saving face. He wants yeah. he wants to create this kind of mystery. He doesn't want people thinking he's like a murderer, know, like, cowardly murderer. He's gone and killed himself and stuff. He might want to so create this sort of mystery around that. Exactly. What do you reckon? I don't know. I mean, for the sake of his family, if you're in that position where he's one, murdered the, the family maid, two, attempted to kill his wife, and three, he's part of this aristocratic family. Mm -hmm. Surely that's for the the legacy of, of sort of the, the, the Lucan sort of family. It's going to look terrible if one of the uh, one of the earls in history has just gone and killed a maid, gone to kill his wife, and then in killing himself has sort of left the, the sort of the name tarnished. Yeah. Well, the name is the name is irresputably tarnished by the by the nature of the crime, regardless. But is it is it is it worse if it was tarnished by, I, let's say, definitive uh, 
yeah. sort of cowardice and fact rather than sort of this case that's a shrouded in mystery like, yeah. we're still talking about it now that's know, a good that is a good it's been romanticized it has been romanticized and one reason why what was this it, what was it your your um source said he said it's the greatest unsolved yeah. mystery like that's quite a that's uh, the, best, the greatest and most enduring murder, like, murder mystery of the 20th mystery. century um, that was a quote I find online uh, on the phone today. He said it is over the last 50 years It is the it is the most enthralling case that there has been basically for journalists It is the holy grail if you crack the Lord Lucan case You're set um, he would be about 88 to 90 now um, Wherever he is residing there it, it pops the up theories it, of him sort of being in Australia. No, yeah, exactly the 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 Africa one seems the best based on the fact that obviously there was instructions for his children to go out to these two countries and his watch being found in South Africa. Um, just a couple more points, why it's so captivating. Obviously, he's an aristocrat. It's um, He's a handsome guy. It's 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 weird why he would be compelled to, to, to commit such a crime. He also auditioned to be James Bond. Auditioned yeah. to be James Bond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, so and the, and was considered for the role. of him as well now, sort of in circulation? No, but there yeah, are... Like Madame, there, Madame there must McCann be. I bet, yeah, I bet yeah. you there are. I bet you there are photos of what he would look yeah, like. Yeah, exactly. AI type shit. There are... Um, there are, we were having a look in the, in the Undiscovered pod, there are p like photos of people who they've kind of like coupled, a, they basically used CGI to have a look at his face and yeah. work out that this guy must be Lord Lucan if he is or if he isn't. But obviously it's, it's hard to prove if someone's got a, someone's got a completely different identity. Holds up in court, really. yeah. No, also, not at all. Also, in, in, ter in terms of uh, identity, I mean, what, what, what are you thinking so far on, you know, oh, there's going to be some sort of, I mean, Getting him from the UK into somewhere like Africa, I mean, could be done by boat. I mean, there's going to be a number of hoops you have to jump through, but I guess with sort of aristocratic relationships. Yeah, he like had mates and stuff. Yeah, that's the thing. It, I in think... terms of documentation, like, because yeah. surely for the rest of his life, he's not going to, you know, someone with, with that amount of power in the UK is not going to be sort of happy with their life, just sort of insular in some sort probably, of... He'd probably rather that than like being in prison and stuff. It's True, like, but then... Yeah, the, old, different identity. He might have taken a bag of cash. But then know. if there's a new guy that's just sort of found his place in, in, in Africa and he just stays there, he doesn't leave, he's <laughs> just... He's, he's, he's only there. No papers to get him anywhere else. And surely that just rouses a lot of suspicion. True, but to what extent could it be that you wait, you bide your time in Africa, you get, um... You get, uh... You, you live a cushy life, you know, you grow out your beard, you grow out your mustache, you change your hair, and then you just move back to the UK. Um, the, I'm talking about uh, how, how is he going to get, you know, the, the, the necessary documents? Like, how, oh, what, easy, what, what is, easy. What does that, pro, what does that we're, process We're talking like? about, like, we're talking about um, someone, he, I mean, he's, he, he's got a connection to someone in the European Parliament who's also based in France, so there you go. You just go from England over to the Channel into France, and then from there... Especially you, back in those days when everything wasn't really computerized. Yeah, and stuff yeah, exactly. Like um, obviously, French Gabon, that's that's yeah. an obvious connection. So you just kind of up sticks and you go there. Um, my <coughs> uh, Bill was saying that he has a slight suspicion, or not a suspicion, but he would like if, I guess, um, because the case is, you know, it, it wants to be cracked. He was saying uh, he could foresee a possibility that either Goldsmith or uh, Aspinall have got a letter. They're both now dead, but they've got a letter saying, 
to be opened in a hundred years, or diaries to some extent, which would reveal everything. Where, 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 where is he sort of based? Is this sort of just speculative thinking? It's or? speculative, and it's, it's probably to some extent because... Uh, there's it, no way there's it, a letter to be said, to be opened in a hundred years that hasn't already been opened. I don't, I don't, I don't are know. There cases, are there cases of that before? I mean, like, I feel like that seems like a... Do not open. An aristocratic thing to do. Like, Maybe. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the honour thing. And you know, stuff. you know, like... Uh, you know, when we when we're delving into like lasting legacy type stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. And think, nah, and also, I don't, I don't know. To some extent, when I when I think about huge aristocratic mansions and estates, you know, it's not that hard for someone to really hide out in you know the the gameskeeper's hut or something like that. I mean, even, even nah, just, no way is. He I don't know. I mean, uh, if you talk, talk about, I mean, a lot a lot of uh, sort of major aristocratic states uh, the, the families don't actually live in them they're, they're sort of you know re rented yeah, out for, for different they live things. in like a, a wing sometimes yeah exactly or, or like they in live a, in a separate in house on yeah, the ground yeah, so I mean, they're, they're, I mean there's, there's probably some some sort of thing to say that you could have come back into the UK but I mean the UK is such a small place I, just, I don't see that yeah being, I, I don't see that happening I, I feel like he's but, oh, I don't know hide in plain sight and you know um, at, at this stage you know if we're talking about the the money that will have trickled down. The 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 economics are definitely there. There was a recent case in uh, Korea, I think it was South Korea, where there was a there was a, a criminal, a mobster, who had um, reconstructed his face with with Botox, with plastic surgery, you like about three two, times. Two, yeah, yeah. So Fuck that, why could why could Lucan not do that? Also, now no, just talking about the mob, there, um, there is a there is a strong connection to the London mob, or a London mob involved in the Lucan thing. So we're talking about the criminal underworld at this stage, and you know, if the criminal underworld can do what they do and get away with it, they can easily ship someone off to wherever they want to go to. It's true. I, I don't know. I mean, surely, surely, even even back then, if if, if you're like, for example, aristocrats. Where, where are they sort of mainly residing? It's either in London mm -hmm. or it's in the countryside. Yeah. And I mean, I guess it's something to say. If he comes back into the UK, he can spend his life sort of like, I don't know, visiting various different um, states of friends, family, and whatnot. But if you're, if we're talking about London, like if you're, London's a place. Like if you're in London, like and people want to find you and want to see you. Yeah. The the amount of connection that just goes from just thousands of people stemming from one person i mean yeah, i find it hard so to true. believe that you can step they kind of i think the theory kind of suggests that they caught sort of you know everyone was looking out for each other and it was like we're we're not going to dob him in which to some extent the the two best mates of his seems like they did kind of stick by him they were like don't know don't know but, i mean but there's always like there's got to be a periphery to there's this. always going to be someone isn't there you like, know like if you've got these two two best mates obviously who are covering it up and then I don't know. Maybe there's a third or fourth mate that they aren't as tight with. They're not going to know about it. Yeah, they're yeah, clearly yeah. going to see something. Maybe not explicitly told, but see something that goes a bit off. But they're still good enough mates to sort of keep it quiet. And then you have people on the periphery yeah. of those people. When you think about the six degrees of separation of yeah. everyone, like the chances of no one spilling the beans yeah. on such a high-profile case, and then not even like next to none. Not even like spilling the beans exactly, but more just like being well. The I heard from so and so that he overheard this sort of weird conversation or these two are acting weird like surely that's got to go out like but then to the same yeah to the same extent though you know if it's so it's such an obscure event that you know if someone spills the beans on it and goes uh, Lord Lucan's in Kenya 
would the police follow that up? Would they have enough? Would they, they go? Not, would they go? Would they go on a whim to do it? And you know, um, there's no statute of limitations in the UK, is there? So I like, is there not? Is, there, is it feasible? Is there is there funding know. enough to kind of pursue such a such a thing? I mean, now for, for, for the sake of, I don't know, it sounds bad, but I mean, for, probably for the sake of one murder, probably probably not. You know, it's gonna, it's it won't it wouldn't be the, it won't be the police that um. If It'd it's be, ever uncovered, it will be a journalist. Yeah, it will be someone yeah. who's just seeking the truth, or it will, or it will be conspiracy theorists. Yeah, people, yeah, people who just like these kind of sort of like true crime unsolved cases kind of yeah. thing. But I think that's there's a lot of that sort of thing going on with this. It's like people get obsessed with these things. Yeah, yeah. and the main um, problem is pre. This is pre. So DNA was like eighty something. We we found out the other day eighty four. I want to say so. This is just on the cusp of pre DNA blood yeah. testing, that sort of stuff. So even if they find a guy who's like, I am Lord Lucan, well, they can't really like take his blood and compare it to anything. They can't, you know, yeah, take his it. fingerprints. Yeah, it's 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 all just going to be based on you know hearsay. I yeah, mean, that's what, true. What, what also just like before before the murder. I mean, what, were there any sort of like rumors of? Uh, you know, bad tensions between uh, both him and his wife, or I, d I doubt it because like this is a time when, uh, this is a time when, uh, in all kind of in all British media, I mean, it, it was kind of evolving into a stage where the privacy around people's lives was becoming more public. But you got to think in in the seventies to some extent, you know, people's uh, private lives was very much still kind of kept out of the public eye. Yeah. Um, to uh, to a pretty significant degree, um, and you know, how many people would have tensions would have uh, tensions in their marriage, which you know uh, so, are resolved, yeah. and the guy doesn't lead, lead to killing his wife yeah. or attempting to. Yeah, um, I mean, I, even nowadays, uh, the press doesn't really put too much uh, emphasis on uh, aristocratic families that aren't really the royal family, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, there, there's, there's, bit, there's bits here and there, but it's usually just sort of like rubbish tabloid. Yeah. So well, we had that, we're kind of, not quite the same, but you know the um, the Epsom story yeah, that's just yeah, come yeah. out? Have you heard about that? No. So Epsom College is like a public school in the oh, UK. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the Adolf-esque thing. Um, it's like the, the, no, I don't think so. The, so the new I mean, I mean, shooting the family and shooting himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah like the, yeah, the new. I, have they? Has there only been any uh, updates with that? Case? I'm actually not sure. I think it but, was him. But yeah, like, but they, but there was there. There was no like shooting or anything. Was there? It was uh, no. He was. It, I, was it he shooting? shot his. He shot the wife and kids and then killed himself. And like five year old daughter. Oh, yeah, I'm mad I, as I, well because like when you kind of. When you think about it in terms of, like we all went to school and so I knew stuff, it was like, imagine your head teacher like and yeah. they were literally it was done in the house that was on campus like that they all lived in and it's stuff. not but also it's weird because she she was she was the appointed new head of Epsom as well. Yeah, I think she'd only been there for a year. Yeah, I hadn't been there, been there for anything. So mm. I was trying to talk to some of my friends about it. You went, went to Epsom and they 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 were like it's just the the weirdest thing ever. Yeah, I mean like what. I don't know. It'd be weird to sort of uncover what kind of motivations were there, like especially from from the husband. <coughs> yeah, agreed. I mean, God knows. To be honest, that's that's I guess still technically an unsolved mystery. But um, but yeah, I mean, going back to the what what we were saying about the the sort of cult like, you know, we don't really have the resources for the police to be looking into this sort of stuff at the moment. Yeah. Um, and you know why would they? I know, I know there still are sort of unsolved yeah. cases, and they have people on it. But you don't want to be putting those resources into it. it. Is this sort of cult investigatory following? I don't think. I mean, I think there's there's really no story. 
that like fits that sort of a thing better than our next story that we're going to come on to, yeah. which is the case of DB Cooper. DB Cooper. Yeah, no, exactly. I read about this a little bit. It's right. so I'm interesting. Inter I'm interested to see. What and you exactly have to say about that's this. that's what I'm saying. So this has such a cult following, like more so than anything. As in America, there are like conventions of people that will meet up and compare ideas on what's happened to DB Cooper and stuff. So we'll we'll give it a bit of context. So DB Cooper, the case of DB Cooper. Um, and I mean, his name's not actually D.B. Cooper. No, it's a Cooper, journalistic it, mistake. Exactly. Uh, they called wrote him. Wrote down the wrong note. He was called. He gave Dan Cooper at the airport, yeah. right? And, you know, someone accidentally wrote down D.B. Cooper, but D.B. Cooper sounds like way more badass than Dan Cooper. They probably did it on purpose. Did he sign off a. Did he sign off a. The, the, actually, I'll, I'll, let, I'll let. Before I ask this, I'll let you. Well, no, I'm, no, what were you going to say? I'm no, sure. it, it, go, it goes on to the story. Okay, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So the story is. This guy, and like we say, no idea who I actually was. Still, no one knows. His name is, he gave the name Dan Cooper at the airport, right? And this is in 1971. So this is pre-9-11. And that's significant. Yeah, because, I mean, nowadays, security. the thought of doing this is literally impossible. Yeah. Like, any of us that have flown would know. You couldn't, you wouldn't be able to do this. But back then, it was like getting on a train, you know? You, you pat your shit. You yeah, do like, whatever. Yeah, you did whatever you want, you know, the old... Thing would happen. Hijackings weren't really a thing. Like if they were, it was often there were quite a lot of hijackings around this time of like Cuban extremists trying yeah. to get back, sort of communists trying to get back to Cuba. They might hold up a plane for that sort of thing. But other than that, it wasn't really maybe to get a bit of money or something. But this guy, he gets on the plane. He gives the name Dan Cooper, and he's wearing these the iconic glasses, which you've probably seen if you hear him. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. And he's referenced quite a lot. He's culturally referenced a lot now. You might have seen. You know, there's a Breaking Bad scene where um, he Walter White comes in with the, the glasses and the yeah. cap on, but it's not Heisenberg. He's just well, yeah, kind of. But he's wearing these glasses and a cap, and um, Saul Goodman goes like, "Oh, should I be calling the FBI? Tell him I found DB Cooper and stuff like that." And there's a scene in one of the Loki films where he like, you know, it's referenced a lot. It's, yeah, a, it's yeah. a cult kind of thing these days. But anyway, yeah. So he's wearing these glasses and a cap. He gets on. Checks into the flight. He's got a briefcase, and that's it. Um, and like I said, pre nine eleven, so it's none of this security yeah. stuff. And you literally get your ticket, you pay, you get on. He sits on this plane, and it's quite normal plane. It's a, it's a super short flight. It's one of these like. Yeah, what was um, actually in, the destination? What was the destination? It was an internal flight, and I think it was maybe like Nebraska to maybe can can we get it up? He, or? Uh, it was Seattle, Seattle to Portland to Seattle, yeah. which is no, like literally domestic flight, like. but so short. Apparently, you, you don't even twenty dollars a ticket. You yeah. hardly have time to. You hardly have time to like yeah, get a have, drink, have yeah. a cigarette in those days. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. So, the, you know, he sits down on this plane next to whoever, and um, you know, people on the plane are thinking oh, a bit weird. Like, what's this guy got the glass on for? You know, it's not particularly sunny or anything. Who does he think he is? But you know, nothing too. Um, conspicuous. Like he's quite relaxed in this. Yeah, he's pretty you know, chill yeah, guy. Yeah. Like just nondescript. Really, you know, nondescript. Just, uh, exactly. And he sits down, and you know, about ten minutes into the flight, he hands one of the um, air stewardesses a note. Right, that's it. Doesn't you know? Hold up the plane. Everybody, get down. Blah blah blah. None of that. No one even knows just what's quick, going on. Easy, he hands bang. them a note and just goes. Come and sit down next to me. There's a bomb in my briefcase. He opens up this briefcase, and we still don't know if it was actually a bomb. She it was she a... describes seeing a battery with sticks of dynamite 
wrapped around it and apparently he says all i need to do is connect this wire to this wire and all of us are dead right says this to to this woman and um the the air stewardess and she's obviously you know shame herself and they start suddenly you know they probably got procedures this sort of thing but they take it really seriously I mean, as, you, as you would as you would yeah as you would because you've got like a flight full of people and he gets these demands and he basically says um i need you to call up whoever like fbi or whoever and i want two hundred thousand dollars in a briefcase which for context that's probably about 1.2 million yeah, in today's like money exactly so like a lot of freaking money yeah yeah um nonetheless and he he says i want two million dollars um or two hundred thousand dollars in a briefcase and i want four parachutes I want four parachutes that's a that's crucial really, aspect yeah, that, yeah, of that, it isn't it that's a that, really that is, smart that is, bit that's that that, that strange as well it's smart but also why not firstly why a parachute because they're thinking what like he's gonna you know it's especially at this time well, but especially so no one people can't just use parachutes do you know what i mean it's yeah. not like uh, you have you have to be you have to be you got to be trained to exactly yeah, that's true. Like, you, you think about the hypothetical situations of like i don't know jumping out of a plane when it's going yeah. down with a parachute yeah exactly it's like, would you would you know what to do with the i mean it's not something, no, it's not something you yeah. at all. want yeah. to do on a first time basis you know what i mean well this all feeds into the theory the theory yeah. he was ex-special forces theories he must have been a pilot blah 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 but we'll come on yeah, to yeah. this um the four parachutes is crucial four, though, as well. Yeah, because four as opposed to one. It, 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 if it's one parachute, it's, you know, there's less of an incentive to go along with this guy's demands because you're thinking he's going to, whatever, take the money and jump out of the plane. Four is crucial because then it's like, well, who else is he taking? There might exactly. be three others that he's going to take, a hostage situation, blah, yeah. blah, blah. So you've got this massive hostage situation, like you say, and he's asking for four parachutes. And they basically have to comply. I mean, even thinking, thinking now in the context of today... I don't know if that would really I think, happen I think, necessarily. I think, nowadays, I think it is standard procedure to always comply. comply. Okay, so apparently they had they had snipers time. waiting at the airport, so they could have just gone for the old, you know, um, through the window. Captain <laughs> Phillips, like yeah, one yeah. of them. But he asked the air stewardess to put down all the windows in the plane. So he was on that. He knew exactly what was going on. They bring the briefcase on with all the people. They get all the people off the plane. The interesting thing about it at this point is the people who are on the plane have no idea that they're even being held up because he just passed the note to the well, air student. They uh, hadn't told emerg people. Emergency. Did they actually end up landing? Well, so they land in so Seattle. Yeah. But as, like I said, it's, it's like a half an hour flight. They were up flying around for about two hours while all this money was being found. Yeah. So they must have been like, what the hell's going on? But they, they weren't told the plane was being held up. And so, you know, almost that adds to the victimless aspect. Obviously, the air suit that's probably traumatized. You're not traumatizing the whole plane necessarily, yeah, but no, it's, it's, obviously, we'll come into the morals of the situation yeah. later as well. Because a lot of people really romanticize this guy and sort of say he's like the, the coolest cat on the block. It's, it, he is the real life Robin Hood to a lot of people, isn't he? To yeah, some to extent, some people. Yeah. But I mean, mate, he like robbed a plane. He, that air stewardess is probably fucked, mate, thinking that she was going to be blown gonna, up. Gonna oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's horrible. I, I don't agree with that person. I mean, the but trauma anyway, is, is yeah. irreversible. So. He they they land the plane in Seattle and they've got snipers on the thing. He's closed all the windows. He's on all that. They bring the they they get all the passengers off. who literally are oblivious. Don't really know what's going on. It's only afterwards when everyone's the the reporters and stuff are saying what's going on that they're like, what the hell? I was sat next to a hijacker. I sat next to a bomb. <laughs> That would be trippy, yeah, wouldn't yeah, it? Be... I'd rather it that way, to be fair. I wouldn't want to know that. I was, on, like, on the plane. I'd... I get booky yeah. enough yeah, yeah, yeah. on planes, mate. Yeah. The plane, <laughs> when I landed in Berlin on... Um, 
on Friday, mate. That's the worst landing I've ever had in what, my life. Really? Just Complete crash landing. Smack down. I, mate, well, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't mind the, I don't mind the bad landing. Like, that's not like that doesn't really concern me. I'm like, well, at least, at least, at least, at least we landed. Do you know what I mean? Because even, true, like, even true, if the wheels true. collapse, like. Yeah, yeah, you're right. To be fair, yeah, Still at least we've landed it. properly. So yeah. Anyway, um, what was I saying? They so, land, demand, so the FBI come in with the money and the parachute. They give them the money and the parachute. Two hundred grand, one point two million in today's money. Sort you four parachutes. Get everyone off, and he keeps the two pilots and a flight like, engineer and a flight attendant. A flight engineer and a flight attendant. So he's why, why the flight attendant? Well, because to be fair, like because then there's 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 four. So he might then at that stage it might there might be a thought that well he's just going to stay on the plane maybe try and fly it himself they don't really know he might be chucking these four out keep four there's five of you on the plane who's going what's going to happen yeah, no, true, true. he's tripping he's he's clearly a smart guy yeah. whatever he's I mean, done it's been, it's definitely been thought of, oh yeah the whole thing just is so orchestrated yeah. yeah exactly anyway he then goes he goes um the he gets the plane to then take off again and he goes we're going to Mexico City. From Seattle, right? But I said, just uh, American geography, not do that. Mexico City is Seattle is Mexico City is the capital of Mexico. Mm -hmm. I thought I thought, thought there's Mexico City. In no, America. you're thinking there's New Mexico as yeah, a state. There we in, go, there we Mexico. Go. Mexico City is the capital of Mexico. Seattle is in fairly northern America, so we're talking a pretty. Yeah, we're getting long a lot. We're getting a lot. Yeah. So he's going long. We're in for the long haul. Go to Mexico, and they're kind of thinking, okay, what's going on now? They're thinking, okay, maybe he's trying to escape into Mexico. Blah blah blah. So that did he did he did he get them to re refuel the yeah yeah, yeah yeah fine yeah refuel yeah, yeah. exactly to go to Mexico. They're going. We're going to go to Mexico City, and he's even saying he then goes to the pilots. This also feeds into the yeah, yeah. He goes, I want you to lower the altitude and go this slowly and thing. And the pilots go, that's not possible. They go, it's literally not possible to do that. And he goes, trust me, it is under ten thousand feet at a speed of slower than two two hundred knots. Exactly, and so I mean, that, that's, so that's seemed, for radar that seemed, that seemed clearly impossible. to go off grid. Yeah, it seems impossible, and even the pilot, the trained pilots thought it was impossible. And he goes, trust me, it is. Once again, feeds into he maybe had some experience with flying. Yeah, he must, yeah. he knew what he's doing. He goes like he goes, do that, and this is twenty minutes after they've taken off. Bear in mind, they're about to embark on a massive flight to Mexico City. He then opens the door, lowers the. Um, lowers the stairs to the airplane and jumps out with the money and the parachute and parachutes into the night over Washington. Yeah. And that is... he is never seen again. Wait, when, when does he... Wait, wait, wait. Which, what, what, part, what part does he parachute off? Is he parachute in Mexico or in the US? Around no, 8 p.m. Okay, he's, he's 20 minutes off they've taken off. Yeah. He's nowhere near Mexico. He's in Washington still. He literally just parachutes out in the night and just parachutes out and lands and is never seen it. But that's why... Here's, here's the thing. So I'm reading it here on uh, Britannica. Widely believed to be near Ariel Washington. Widely believed is, you know, because I imagine maybe all of the, the, the flight attendant, the flight engineer and the pilot, he's forced them into the cockpit. So they don't actually even know when he's jumped ship to some extent. Um, but, right, here is... Uh, here's the thing. So, how... how if you were D.B. Cooper... Yeah. Uh... How would this be done? How would how would you manage to get away with it? Has he just you know landed in the middle of nowhere and and you know the parachute hasn't opened? Has he died? You know if you were going to orchestrate this in such a way, uh, what would be your plan for? Because would you you you've maybe got to some somehow arrange a car to be there to pick you up? You've maybe got to arrange because it's going to be quite obvious. It's going to be quite bait. If uh, I suppose eight p.m. is a good time to leave because it's night time, so no one's necessarily going to see you jumping out of a plane. 
But um, yeah, I mean, it's, talk me through. It's, it's a bit okay from from the outset. It's a completely orchestrated situation. The guy clearly knows what he's doing. Like from from, yeah. the, from the outset, coming on, not causing mass hysteria. Yeah, like, that, so like true. leaving out possibility for like um, sort of like civilian vigilantes, like stuff like that. Smoothie, yeah, or like a what are those guys called air marshals? Yeah, yeah, they probably didn't have them back then. But can you imagine? But even even imagine so, imagine if you're holding up a plane and all of a sudden you're thinking, like, like especially the US as guy well. just comes out, like, <laughs> like how unlucky like, are you? To you have like, an air marshal on your flight, like, the amount of fucking like nuts patriots, yeah, yeah, America, he just know he, he clearly knows exactly what's going, he's got got the shades on, like just very inconspicuous, yeah, but weirdly true. enough, super conspicuous at the same time. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But he's, he's, he's on the on the plane, gone everywhere off. He knows it's like, I just can't fathom, like you have the amount of detail you'd have to know how to not be, I don't know, for example, FBI boards a plane and is instantly able to, I don't know, disarm you, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. kill you even, anything like that. Just some he, sniper. Yeah, he, 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 know, he knows completely how to deter and he's thought, about, yeah, all he's of thought about, thought about all of it in in the air i mean he must have provisions on on the ground i mean i i find it completely nuts he didn't even make it to, to mexico but to some extent it's yeah, what yeah, do you mean provisions on the ground like people it, yeah yeah he, he, he must do i mean th th this is not something that you can do by yourself i mean what i find True. weird though is like the equivalent of 1.2 million dollars yep. that's a I, fuck, that's a weird amount of money well, it's two hundred grand. Yeah, in twenty dollar bills. Is in like equivalent, like sort of the equivalent to uh, like if we're thinking about it in today's term of money. I mean, yeah, but you, you well, think why not demand it, more? He would have said two hundred thousand. Yeah, okay, two, two hundred thousand. Round figure. For yeah, him, but yeah. I think it's a, it, I think it's a weird amount of money in terms of monetary value. I mean, what, what does that? What are you saying? Why not ask for five mil or something yeah, like that? Yeah, why, like why, 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 why not ask for more? I mean, I guess I think two hundred thousand dollars is the closest amount of money. Back then, in terms of relevance, that is like a whole nice number to a million in terms of monetary value. A million to us is like yeah, a no, million pounds. You could, you could live the rest of your life on a million. Even. And you could probably live the rest of your life. That was probably the figure that you could live the rest of your life on, you know? Equally, maybe. he's going to have to do something with this money. He can't, yeah, he can't cool. necessarily go around because they're probably marked bills. If the FBI had been smart, they probably marked the bills. Yeah. So you can't really jump out with a huge briefcase of money that you're going to have to lug around with you. I mean, it's going to have to be able, you're going to have to be able to discreetly dispose of it or kind of embezzle it to some extent. I um, mean, on, on, on the ground, I mean, if, if we, I sort of, I don't know, I find, I find it right now, I find it quite nice to take the, uh, thought that he's i don't know some sort of ex uh, civil servant i don't know yeah, special forces special forces no no knows how to operate all of this will know what to do with the money mm -hmm. i mean in ways that people general civilians at the time wouldn't even have thought of and maybe today we wouldn't even think well, this, of this was 71 and actually in 79 and i think this is still the biggest lead they've ever had in the case and when i say lead not really a lead just the biggest bit of evidence they found some of the money on a riverbank in like a forest somewhere. And it was definitely the money. It was like marked, like you say. How, how, how much of it was it? It was like, I think maybe like a quarter of it. Like not, I mean, maybe, I don't know. That, and I mean, that maybe he died. Like maybe he was just eaten by a bear and see, maybe he died on impact. Maybe or, we, or we, to some extent, could he not have just given someone the money for a car and then they, something happens to them. And but they the found it on up. like a riverbank, like quite a large amount of money. Have you seen like, No Country for Old Men? Yeah. No, I, 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 right, yeah. you know when he throws no, the briefcase of money over into the bank, onto the riverbank, yeah, when he's crossing fine, the border, fine, fine, fine. something along that sort of ilk. 
I mean, just there, there's, there's, there's so many possible interpretations. It could be sort of leaving some sort of trail. I mean, because it, it adds at the end of the day, it adds you might the just mystery. be trying to fuck with people. Yeah, yeah. it adds. To, it's, it's like it's like the uh, the Lord Luke. It adds to the mystery of it, like leaving that little trail. Yeah, it opens it up to so like many, a serial killer leaving his corner. Yeah, so many, so many different possibilities. I mean, I I think there there must have been people on the ground to. Like at least, I mean, whether someone with a car died, maybe yeah. to meet him because we were saying, what do you do after that? Like, you're because they, 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 but, but I mean, the, surely they manhunt like, middle, middle of the night. They don't exactly know where he's dropped off, so it's not going to be weird for any car to be in any specific location yeah. around that time. They, they, they're not going to know. Like they've said, he's going to Mexico City. They're not going. The police aren't going to have you know police vehicles following the line of flight from wherever it is in seattle to mexico city yeah like it's 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 plausible that he, he landed safely getting probably went park. into like a he i don't think he he like landed clearly in like some national park or something yeah, like yeah. what is what is really hard to think about is you got to factor in the wind you got to factor in like where you're going to drop in he's got to be able to navigate a parachute which is another thing which adds to the paratrooper-esque element of it yeah that's um true, yeah. one thing which is in my mind in the back of this is if you're the fbi and he's closed all the windows etc you can't exactly look out the rear window of a plane just follow it yeah just get a plane and follow it now i don't think they were were they on that back then like did they have planes surely be scrambled you can like just that? if someone's getting a 8 30 flight back to seattle you say sorry guys look yeah. this is this is a national Mate, you crisis. forget he I mean, jumped out like 10 15 minutes off they set off they were probably scrambling they probably didn't have time yeah well, they this, couldn't shoot down the plane could they no, but I'm just saying, just follow it, and then when if you if you, but they probably didn't. Have, they they must be anticipating that someone's going to jump out with the parachutes, so you just follow it and you have a look. And if someone jumps out, you go, all right, let's try. I that. mean, surely, surely, the, the one. I mean, the prime primary concern is obviously the the civilians on the plane yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. I mean, surely they would have put provisions into that. But is is there is there a, a I, don't, I, don't, I haven't read up on this, but is I'm thinking now is there a theory that this is some sort of like government test of security that sort of managed to get out. Of course, Maddie brings in the conspiracy. Oh, I like this. Much. The tinfoil yeah, hat. Wait, yeah. wait, say that mean? again. Say that as again. In, as in, like, is, is this sort of like a, a 70s, you know, there's never been real any circumstances of planes being hijacked or, like, yeah. uh, you know, normal everyday Americans posing a threat to the US. So is yeah. this sort of like a test of, you know, air security Could with, be within, within the US? He's a mole of the FBI and they've gone, look, with someone might be doing this, so just go in and try it yourself. And you know, no, no civilian casualties because obviously, like, see, see except how the steward, the air stewardess, and the pilots who were maybe they were in on it. You never know. Like, <laughs> they, they could have been. As in, if you're doing an FBI thing and you truly wanted no casualties, no, you, you don't. You wouldn't inform the you wouldn't inform the pilot in that law. And the reason you would do it would be that you can impose security measures post. To make sure that such a hijacking doesn't happen because if you do an infringement of security to people just uh you know that would be seen as an invasion of rights but if you have an excuse to do it if you have a mole who's a trained paratrooper he does it yeah. gets away with it boom we'll pick you up mate we'll yeah. pick you up you got a gps in your back pocket don't worry exactly after this we can make sure no one's you know we're going to check everyone's briefcases before they come mm. onto a I mean, it's, it's an, it's an inter it's an interesting thought but I mean, the very fact that there was a little bit of money found. I mean, maybe that could be covering it up. Or, or yeah, it's, that's not. But it's, it's a nice theory, but I mean, but I'm, I'm, th I'm thinking. Oh, so, well, what was it? It was if um, there's be like, were there? You know, was there searches for? Oh, has anyone's husband like 
mysteriously just left the house yeah, and not returned. True. Did they? Did they? Did they well, I'm sure there are so many husbands in the US that, that just li- that, that just leave. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everywhere, to be fair. And to be fair, there's so much more to unpack with this. It's such an interesting one. The conspiracy and stuff to come on, but I feel like we should um. We should we should give a little bit of time to uh, Mad Eyes or Joel, I, I should say. Can I previously yeah. just uh, briefly say uh, <laughs> you look can. a bit like DB Cooper? Oh, I have to oh, say this. Oh. Um, Mate, we got the glasses. Can we get the shades on? Because uh, on the photo of Mate, the story, I think I shades. think we might have a distant ancestor of the Mate, man himself. Maybe the this shades is DB Cooper. Cooper. Right, we'll get. I mean, the DB Cooper shades. That is undeniable. DB Cooper. Do we leave those <laughs> for the rest of the pod? How is, is it? Probably quite dark. Probably quite dark. Or well, mate, you keep them on if you want. They're looking pretty fresh. I can't lie. We have our elusive. <laughs> should, we let, should we let? Should we let Should let Mad Eye give the? Um, mate, I like that. I like let's that. let Mad Eye. Mad Eye's story sounds pretty freaking interesting. when you you said like looking looking at unsolved sort of uh, like true crime kind of thing. So I, I think it's we're going in the right direction here. So we've got a murder, uh, robbery, and then th- th- this is what I was sort of talking about as a heist. So uh, talking about the, the Boston art heist that happened in 1990. So there was um, uh, so Isabella Isabella Stewart Gardner. Okay. Uh, I think some sort of prolific woman in in the U.S. Quite wealthy and and yeah, yeah, yeah. most importantly an art collector sets up the Elizabeth Stewart Gardner Museum in Boston. Okay. And this is quite a small, intimate museum that's just showcasing her collection of art. Um, I th- so I we're talking like mad pieces of art. Yeah, which which like it's in like so there's like it's clearly divided into floors. You know, there's like a Dutch section, so you got yeah. Rembrandt, like oh, all of that. Nice. So you have got some serious, serious pieces here. Now imagine being able to make your own. Art yeah, yeah, it's like a- abs- absolutely nuts. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, who, who's the other guy? I actually didn't know before I actually started researching this. Was uh, Jo- had pieces from jo- Joanna Joannes Vermeer, who only has thirty-four existing pieces okay. in, in history. So just ma- like just some serious pieces, some rare, like some gems, yeah. And I'll, I'll talk, talk to the. So we got this, and then talking to the uh, the context of it is that there wasn't actually too much security for this building. It was quite yeah. small. Um, and they just didn't have the money, and I think. When are we talking? Sorry, 1990. I mean, to some okay, extent, 1990. 1990s. 1990s when the heist happened, but if we talk about go back to 1980, yeah, uh, around when it was first established. Okay. There so was, you'd expect there to be a, quite a bit. Of but I mean, there's not that much security in art galleries right now. I mean, people can go up to no, Van Gogh sunflowers and throw tomatoes. But there's, 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 there's yeah, provisions. But there's the there's like sophisticated provisions in place. So. Okay. Um, so we, we get the sort of the first sort of inclusion of, of real security um, when there's uh, the police, the FBI uncover um, an attempt or a conspiracy to rob yeah, okay. um, the, the museum. And obviously they, they foil it. It doesn't happen. And from this, they get some infrared cameras that are okay, set nice. that are set around. But the museum thinks it's too expensive to put actual um, security cameras there with, with imaging. So there's no CCTV, only infrared. Should we infra- is infrared not more expensive than just CCTV or what? I bet from from apparently. apparently yeah, it's maybe cheaper. it's more just like a detector. I think yeah, like yeah. for the CCTV, you have to put so many up to get so many angles. Yeah, yeah. fine, yeah. fine. Um, of course. Okay. Yeah, and so then we get to, and also actually an important aspect of it is that instead of round the clock security, they they go onto shifts. So there's two security guards working at all times, overnight, whatever, and 
they they're paid minimum wage, so they're not specialist in any way. Usually in art museums, you get you get specialist people if you're really really looking out for your art. Um, so we we come to St Paddy's Day in uh, so March eighteenth, nineteen ninety. Um, we have two. There's a sighting of two police officers from people in a, in a nearby St Paddy's Day's party, and then they come up to the museum, press press on the buzzer to be let in, and then one of the security guards goes let the, lets them in. They say, "Oh, we we got an alert from the red button that's been pressed to alert the police. Um, can we just come in to see if anything's going on?" The guys, funnily enough, the guys actually hesitant at first. But the two police officers say, actually, we, we think that you're some sort of suspect of something that we've been following up. So let me in. Can we see your ID? Mm. So let's them in. They come in. And then instantly, apparently there's, there's stories of the guy sort of recognizing a fake mustache from one of the police officers. Yeah. And instantly from that point, they, they handcuff him, turn him over. They handcuff the policeman? No, they, ha they, they handcuff the uh, security guard. So the two policemen, the fake policemen. Uh, the fake policemen handcuffs handcuff the security guard. Other guy comes up, hears some sort of kerfuffle going on upstairs. Same again, by brute force, instantly handcuff the other guy. And then they lead them down to the basement and handcuff them um, to some sort of like, these like side pillars or, or yeah, railings yeah, yeah, in the yeah, basement. Yeah, yeah. So they're completely out of camp. Then they go up and the total heist is... is so at this stage they have free access yeah, to free, the Yeah, free access. There's yeah. no, no other security guards. There isn't... It, that isn't shift changes Kids anymore. in a sweet shop. Yeah, exactly. The, the, the next shift is, you know, I think it's like 6 a.m. the next morning. Yeah, so they, yeah. they could have stayed there the whole night if they wanted to, you know. And but There was no alarm going off. No, no alarms, no nothing, no cameras either, only infrared. So obviously they do trip the infrared, but... Oh, but they can't see just, a face or anything. They're just two people. Why could they not just be the security guards for the infrared to some extent, I imagine? Well, but also so, the infrared afterwards, they can't see face or anything. They just see an outline yeah, of yeah, body. Yeah. So we, we, we'll, we'll go on. So I think the start of the heist, so then they immediately, I think because it's closer to the basement, go into the Dutch room where nice. you have pieces from sort of Vermeer. Dutch Golden Age. Yeah, Rembrandt, like, you know, serious, Van, Van Eyck. So they, so the two, they steal a, a, a total of 13 pieces. From the Dutch golden No, no, section. from the whole thing, but I okay. think three of the pieces come from the Dutch section. And then, so the one of interest, obviously, Johannes Vermeer, one of 34 total paintings in existence, the concert, which is said to be, I think, it's worth over 200 million or something like that. In today's, how are you selling that? How are you selling that? It's Also, the only other one of serious like, contention that they take is the Rembrandt's The Storm of the Sea of Galilee. Which is, which, is his own, which is Rembrandt's only seascape portrait. So there's, there's initially two just like Rembrandt's absolutely... only seascape. So they, yeah, they, they, the they are aware of the ones that are really the prized possessions. You, you'd think so. But out of the 13 pieces, those are the only two of actual significance. And the rest of them were just, they, they, chose, they, they, they got like a Chinese wine cup, like one of the spies. Although they the might Indian have been powers. being smart in the sense, like if you're stealing like, a Picasso or something. How the fuck are you going to sell but a Picasso on the, the dark? The manner, mm, but like. it's also like so. Initially, when when the way that the infrareds were tripped, they didn't go through in any sort of particular way, or and and because of the sort of difference in price and all the pieces they took, the thirteen in total. Yeah, it suggests suggested that they they have no idea. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. they're taking, they're kind of just having a look around. Wait, so is it yeah. that they maybe just did a they got lucky guess? Yeah, because they left. They left. They left other pieces. You know, uh, I think like Michelangelo's, um, Raphael's, like other just like crazy, crazy pieces. 
and also the manner in which they they took them off i mean they used the blades to cut them from their from really from the, oh, the, the, yeah yeah from the frame really? like they sort of like clumsily trying to unscrew things yeah like they yeah. just uh, it's just the whole thing was an app was an so when you think action. of a heist you kind of think like calculated yeah yeah, yeah they, they just didn't they, they didn't they didn't know what they they were doing and they then cut them. Eight, okay. they cut this storm of galilee out yeah, of the yeah, frame. yeah out, out of the frame so after oh, after man, 80 after 80 up elastic band under the shoulder yeah, literally after 81 minutes and then they just cut, go throughout the side gate and then Never, never, never seen again, and none of the pieces have ever been Wait, found. Wait, it's never been sold, and the pieces yeah. never been found. The pieces are never. The Rembrandt's gone. No, Rembrandt's gone. The one of thirty-four pieces of the mirror, gone. So, oh my. so, so th this is this is sort so of. They can't the, have sold it, surely. Yeah. So this is this is, the this is the, the the part that Above I find the in interesting about it I because imagine. there are so possible suspects links to the Boston Mafia, um, an inside job potentially from the security guards or even an insurance job even maybe. an insurance job as well uh, okay from the gallery from the gallery from her yeah but the, because the, they don't have enough money for the security yeah, but, but just, <laughs> we'll, they're, they're, we'll stage a heist be, and then they'll give us all seems we want to be a drawing of money but so they went to Sother as soon as it was stolen within three days they, they partnered up with uh with Sotheby's who were able to post a one million uh dollar reward for any information that led to the safe return yeah and in 2018 uh, bear in mind the statute of limitations on this crime ended in 1995. So if people so they found it's not illegal. Yeah, it's not illegal. They can they can what? The, the pieces can be returned. Or how does that work? I don't get this statute of limitations. So it means that any time after the crime happens, so yeah. they, they, there's like a, a, a sort of a few years of when they search it, and then the statute of limitations. So this was set 19, 1995. After that, anyone involved in the crime could not be prosecuted. Why? What? I don't. I don't know no how. Sense. I don't know how the statute of limitations work. Yeah, I've definitely heard stuff. Maybe like that. maybe it becomes a point where, for a case like this, they actually just want the pieces back, and yeah, the statute of limitations is the end. It for certain crimes, you know, but for this one, they ended it March. I think tw I think twenty eighteen. So only a few years ago, that um, the the price for information has gone up to ten million. It's the bi the biggest, the largest sum of money because they want that still. Rembrandt. Mate. I'm yeah. more, I haven't even seen the Rembrandt, and I'm tweaking about. I it. imagine hey, the statue of limitations. I, I would think the Rembrandt would be nicer. If you look at this Johannes Vermeer one, it is like if it's get get yeah, it. It's, 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 it's a nice piece. It's a serious piece. Man, um, that is and, so but nice. But it looks a bit like the Arnolfini yeah, portrait. The largest, the largest private um, sort of like. Uh, was bail the, or whatever whatever the uh yeah i know what you mean yeah. the reward reward yeah. for any information given in, on anything in, in a, in a, in a not in anything but in from a private because it's sotheby's yeah so sotheby's probably want that so what 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 i find interesting about this case is that there are sort of two possible conclusions that i've come to mm. so i mean if it's from the boston boston mafia which is pr probably it, it looks like it's from some sort of low class uh sort of uh somebody just doesn't know what they're doing like not a very good criminal it's not highly sophisticated crime they yep. just take advantage of lack of security and just well and they're taking it for the mob boss just to have in his living room no no i i, I think they probably they tried to sell it and it's yeah i so what, they what, probably realized it was too high profile to sell them. what i what i yeah what i find interesting is that either the pieces are completely gone which I think is highly, highly likely due to that it's not sophisticated. They must have been like, oh, like They're probably what, like shit, shit. Like, like what, what do what do I what do I do with all these pieces? No. Or one that I find quite quite likely is that it's in some sort of 
estate or manor, yeah, just somewhere uh, in the bedroom. Yeah, side. just some somewhere. Like the amount of art collections so that selfish. there are. It's so definitely, it's definitely like... I don't know. The mob connection I like because I could see that it's like a favour. It's a favour to maybe another mob it's, it's somewhere Don, else. And it's Don like, Pablo. Yeah, and, and, and someone, wants, someone wants the Rembrandt and they're like, yeah. okay, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll get my boys on that for you. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, it's, so... It's, so, they just, but they just can't work out whether it's commissioned. I mean, like the 13 piece they took, I mean, they took some sketches uh, from like Manet, uh, that I, I didn't even know who Manny was before I, I researched this. Okay. Uh, just random sketches. They 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 took another Rembrandt, which is a self-portrait, but it was only the size of like a, a post stamp. What did you say? They took a Chinese glass. Yeah, a, chi a Chinese like, like savage. It just looks like they kind of just looked around and were like, I don't know. Oh, Maybe right. to some extent, it. I don't know. As as I'm unpacking this, I'm thinking that this is a specific shopping list. This is the. Someone has uh, the the they hold sentimental value to someone. Maybe it's not as um, as random piece. as it I is. Mean, I guess maybe the, someone the specifically wants these itself. pieces. Maybe someone's gone around the art gallery and gone, yeah, I like that, I like that, I like that. Boys, just get get just it. Get it. Yeah. I mean, there's there's so, there's so many so many different different meanings that come to this. But I mean, I I, I originally when when sort of reading the headline and when I was sort of like looking at various cases that interested me. I was thinking, okay, surely uh, art collector, lots of power, lots of money, commission, Boston Mafia, see something that's un under underlooked, there's no security, anything like that, go in, and then maybe they've given them, I don't know, let's say, can you get these two? Look for a look for a painting with uh, with the sea. Look for a painting with two people by a piano or, yeah. or something like that, and, t and take those, and then they've kind of just been like, and then whatever else you can get as well. Because a lot of the, a lot of the, there were some pieces that they did try and get, but they couldn't actually get them off the wall. Mm. They had to smash a lot of glass. Like it was, just, it was really? the whole thing was completely messy. Also, interesting thing, robbers. This this was a time where there were some traces that you could do some sort of DNA footprint yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. The robbers left no footprints, no hair strands. No, fit, no, no, no hair strands. No, because they'd have they'd have fine tooth combed that shit. Yeah, yeah. Well. No hair strands. They'd have found a hair if there was a hair. No fingerprints. They sent in their two best bald guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. pretty much. Yeah, so, no, maybe no, even no. A, a rogue pube would probably <laughs> yeah. lie around somewhere. Nah, I, I, sure. I don't know. I don't know what he's doing with the Rembrandt. Thing, but. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's like so things. I just I, I find it crazy that they're just not there. Also, I mean ten. I mean, too fair. The, the the sort of circles that the these high pieces of art work around. I guess ten million dollars isn't the the most amount of money. Yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. Compared to what they'd actually be worth as but, well. But it's also for any information that leads to it. Okay. Yeah. So let's say what what I'm finding it quite hard to conceptualize is why isn't if it's a mafia job, if it's an insurance claim, why wouldn't a secretary a secretary a Omerta. Yeah, like a, lo a low, a low sort of state. No, it's uh, Omerta, Omerta, Sicilian Mafia, Omerta, silence. Yeah, silence firstly, secondly, it's not, I don't know. Mate. But you, year, you years, year, year, years on, you just not silently, anonymously, just notch it on. And then, but it's like, like how many people have, um, you know, how many people probably witnessed Al Capone? You know, strangling a guy with a, you know, with a wire in the in a street and have just never said anything. You know, 
Yeah, I mean, even so, they're offering... It's a bit different, though, because 10 mil, yeah, exactly. Also, another interesting aspect is, so one of the random things they took as well was one of uh, a spire from one of uh, Napoleon's columns. I actually, I don't know the the piece specifically. What is this art collection? Just this weird weird little spire. And by itself, I think it's only worth upwards of like 100 grand or something. And the reward for that itself from France... Is upwards of a million. So I don't know why. Even if someone's yeah, just yeah. found their pounds on that little little spire, they're not just cashing it in. It's true. Probably right. don't know, mate. They probably don't know. We're gonna have to come to an end here. Yeah. Um, nice. Well, Joel, that was brilliant. Oh, it's um, oh, it was interesting. I like. I liked it. These yeah, mysteries. Nice. I like Joel's stories. Have unfortunately them. remained unsolved for now. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you have any ideas, listeners, get in touch with us at Brew the Pod. Um, at brew the pod yeah um, give, give the instagram a follow give the instagram a follow we got we're pumping out the reels these days we, we do have a tiktok as well it's, we're not putting in as much effort to that yeah. at the moment but you'll you'll see as uh our marketing is not an unsolved mystery um yeah, but thank sure. you very much thank you very much joel thank yeah, you for having me on the pod cheers for coming on we'll get you back for sure yeah and uh we will be back next week uh at three o'clock perfect thank you very much yeah, thank you guys Purple Radio Podcasts. Thanks for downloading this Purple Radio Podcast. For more great content and to listen live, head to purpleradio.co.uk.